Hi guys, welcome back to the Fight Podcast with Sharia Richman. Hello. And with me, Jan. Welcome back, guys, and welcome back, Sharia. It's good to be here. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. How about you? I'm doing good. You're doing great? First of all, what are we talking about today? Uh, anything you want to talk about. Let's go. You, yeah. you, I have something in mind. We talked about this earlier. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of bullshit about this online. Okay. Let's talk guns. Guns? Let's talk gun disarmament. Let's talk gun... Let's talk bullshito gun disarmament. So, in general, when you, when, you, when you Google this, when you just go onto YouTube or something, you, you Google gun disarmament, there's a, lot of video, there's, there's a lot of video material on there. What do you think about what, what is out there? What's, what's your take on what you've seen so far? My take on gun disarming? On, on what you've seen on YouTube? I don't, um, I don't watch that much gun disarming. Uh, I've just seen a little bit. Um, mostly because I don't want to waste my time. That's a take? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gun disarming and I would say to a big extent is um, bullshit. So you, you've seen the kind of stuff that, that people put out there? Because I think for a lot of um, craft studios or for, for a lot of uh, craft providers, this is like one of their main selling points. Like yeah. We can show you how to take... Uh, an AK-47 in like 17 different ways and lying on the ground and and then it's like one of the parts that sells their system. Apparently. Sadly, uh, uh, sadly, I say Krav is famous for gun disarming and mm -hmm. uh, let's say knife uh, knife defense. Mm -hmm. Those two those two topics and that and, and in those two topics, sadly, you have most uh, of the nonsense too. So you're, you're saying sadly not because it's something you shouldn't worry about, but because most of what you've seen so far is because, not very uh, accurate. Because it's just so uh, like kind of a waste. Yeah, I mean, especially gun disarmament, kind of a waste of time. Uh, people uh, want to live in a in a movie, kind of, sort of, sort of to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, yeah. So a lot of it um, is really ridiculous, especially when it comes to to gun disarmament. So taking a gun, and kicking someone in the balls, is not the approach to to disarm someone. <laughs> Um, it just um, it just doesn't work. Mo most of what people are showing just doesn't work. I've seen also, this is something that is relatively new, I think. Um, I've seen approaches where they introduce grappling to gun disarmament. So the idea of something that works on the ground as well, like some, some way to... to to trap an arm or something and they use that to get an to get a, a rifle out of someone's hand have you seen these videos no i haven't thank god <clears throat> uh but uh look let's put some let's let's make some order here with the, with the, <laughs> let's set things straight with the, with the gun disarming uh thing uh so like this how much pressure does a person need how much how much pressure does it take Uh, on the trigger to fire, uh, uh, let's say the most common nine uh, millimeter. How much pressure? Between three to twelve kilo of pressure mm -hmm. to press a trigger. That's nothing, right? Any any child could do that, right? Um, also, on purpose, that happens sometimes. That's also a thing that's important to notice. What do you mean on purpose? <clears throat> if you if you're if something if there's like a um, like a clinch situation, a gun could off go off on on. All he needs is his finger. Mm -hmm. and he could shoot okay so trap the finger then a lot of, <laughs> yeah, right. that's the BJJ way a lot of uh, uh, 
I think um, part of the problem of gun disarming is, especially like you take Europe, where guns are, are not very common, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people who, who teach gun disarming don't know how to shoot. I am sure, I haven't checked this, but I'm sure that a lot of them never even shot. Mm-hmm. So how are you teaching gun disarming if you don't even know how a gun works, right? Because it's easy to it, take it, a rubber it, gun. It goes, yeah, but it goes like that with everything. Like, um, okay, you teach someone how to escape a choke, but you don't know how to choke. What are you doing? You don't mm-hmm. even know what a person who who really knows how to choke is capable of. Okay, you're teaching someone, uh, and I see this a lot. Uh, let's fight. How you fight a wrestler? But you don't know any wrestling. What, what are you talking about? You mm-hmm. know, how you know? What's the first uh, uh, act of war? Intelligence. Intelligence, exactly. Right. You're gonna learn first of all to know what your enemy is capable of. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you could uh, know how to uh, fight um, uh, what whatever he's gonna bring at to you. Okay. With the same thing with gun disarming. If you don't know how a gun works, um, stop. Uh, stop teaching it. Stop doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, as far as that. And with the when you say most of the people or some of the people who teach it, sometimes haven't even touched or shot a gun so far. Um, do you think, or maybe you can elaborate why that's important? Why do you think? Because taking the just the movement and teaching it, why couldn't someone who has experience with a gun still teach that? part of the of the curriculum well, first because of all because uh, there's different kinds of guns and the gun acts a certain way if uh, I mean there's malfunctions when you grab or depending on where you grab the gun and also um, the gun goes off you know it makes a boom and there's a loud noise and it, it could be very confusing and very scary uh, especially if you've never shot before I like the description. You know, it goes boom and it's loud and it's scary. <laughs> That's what so, guns do, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's, it doesn't have to be scary, but it's the first time. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, definitely you should know how a gun uh, functions. And also I've seen people who like disarm a gun, okay, whatever in the class, and they're doing uh, putting on a show. Look, I'm disarming a gun. And then at the end they hold the gun and point it back at the guy. And from the way that they're holding the gun, it's obvious that they don't know how to shoot. It's like non-smokers in movies. They just hold like, the cigarettes weird. <laughs> just like the grip. Yeah. And even, it's not the case mostly, but even if the case was that your disarm would actually work, but at the end of whatever you're doing, you're holding the gun like an idiot, you lose your credibility for anybody who actually knows how to shoot. But mm-hmm. He doesn't know even how to hold a gun. How is he... Uh, teaching uh, how to disarm it. Um, so that's uh, another issue with uh, with gun disarming. But it's not just about the, okay, it looks cool, it looks accurate, but it's also about the way you need to notice how a gun might be used in such a scenario. Because especially on those, most of these YouTube videos, they just stand there and point them at you and it's it, like, it's yeah. It's also like a guy, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's never, it's never going to look like that in a real uh, situation, of course. But the, the biggest thing about gun disarming, I think, is that to disarm a gun, it's um, a personality, not a technique, right? You need to have a certain kind of warrior's personality to be able to be standing 
on the wrong side of the barrel mm-hmm. and then to grab the gun away from someone. You need to be uh, uh, very strong mentally to do that. And that kind of personality doesn't come from training gun disarmings once a week, theoretical, with you know, when you're in school. That comes from warrior development drills. That comes from full contact, you know, from oh, never lose, always forward mm-hmm. kind of mentality. And you don't get that mentality from doing gun disarming. Theoretical, choreographed uh, nonsense, really. Mm-hmm. So it depends on, <clears throat> especially why, because I, I talked about the the uh, BJJ approach, which, I, which I've seen, which it looks as if in theory it might work, but the the uh, diff or the the important part is grappling in a competition, especially is there's a setting you you um it's this understanding and even you're not in such a danger as in a situation with an active shooter for instance i haven't seen what you're talking about so i can't give an opinion on something i didn't see but uh i just say i could just say this as long as the other person the bad guy has a gun in his hand and has a finger on a trigger it doesn't matter what you're doing to him As long as he can move that trigger, he's shooting. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're uh, whatever uh, grappling or you're smashing his face in, you know, with with elbows or knees or punches, or you're you're trying to break his elbow. Whatever you're doing, if he can move that finger, he's shooting. Um, that's important to to realize and yeah. to understand. And the reason I brought this up is just. Um, where grappling on the ground is very technical too and might be of uh, use in a real-life dangerous situation. Especially I've noticed that some uh, US police departments now train BJJ uh, as a part of their... I don't know if it's a common thing, but uh, I've seen that with some departments. And um, so there's use for that even though it's technical. But with the real-life approach, I think that's important to understand. If you're in in such a situation, it's not about being technically it's, w- well could, it versed. Makes sense, it makes sense to do grappling uh, if you're a cop because it's uh, it's going to help you control and restrain someone mm-hmm. uh, with using less violence too, right? If, if you're So it's good for the person that's yeah, being restrained. It's, yeah, because if you don't know, um, uh, if you're not a, if you don't know enough grappling, you might have to hurt him more in order to restrain him. You have to mm-hmm. punch him more, kick him more, use a taser more, all that kind of stuff. To make him compliant. Exactly. But if you're a good wrestler, uh, grappler, you know, you could control someone without hurting him as much. Mm-hmm. So that's that makes perfect sense. I, th- I, I really do think every every every, every cop should do, do BJJ or wrestling. Why not? Of course. But it has its limits. I said this before. Uh, it has its limits in street fights, uh, grappling. It's not enough just to do grappling, and especially it has its limits when you talk about gun disarming. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the person's moving his finger, uh, and he has a finger on the trigger, you're not you're not disarming anything. That's important to to realize with with guns. There was um, uh, a case where a guy was actually he had a. He, had a, he was holding a rifle, uh, and he was shot. Uh, he was shot 
in the in the head, right? So he he died, but because the fingers in his trigger, you know, he still sprayed, he still shot, you know. And that's when a person is dying. So you you could be smashing his face in, you could be punching him, you could, anything you want, as long as he the gun is still in his hand. All it takes is the, that's the first thing I said: three to twelve kilo of pressure mm -hmm. to pull to push the tr to press the trigger. So um, that's not a lot, and a person could be in a very bad state, a very bad condition, very injured, whatever. He could still press the trigger. Also, it could just be like an, uh, a reaction; like it, it, they just have to tense up, and also that th that might already be an issue, right? Right. So. Uh, Like it, you, a lot of um, uh, the self-defense uh, techniques with gun disarming, uh, you know, you could see it uh, over and over again on videos is where, let's say, they they move at a line of fire and then they kind of hit the guy one, two, three punches to the face and then grab the gun. Mm -hmm. um, now, theoretically, oh, that looks interesting, but you're hitting him in the face and he's shooting. That's what's happening. Why won't he shoot? Because you're punching him in the face or what? You know? And uh, that's why they moved out of line. Yeah, sure. You have a lot to learn from these people. Here's the thing: <laughs> you, move at, you know, he's still shooting. Yeah, he's still shooting, and uh, and goes off. It's still a it's a problematic situation, you know. So there is a uh, two principles, let's say, for for disarming a gun. I would say one: yeah, you got to move out of line of fire, of course, so you don't get shot right away. But two. You got to control the gun. And same principle as with the knife, No, right? it's not the same principle not as with the, same the knife, principle. and I'll tell okay. you why. Because with the knife, you have two principles. Attack the hand with the knife and control the hand with the knife, right? Once I control the hand with the knife, he can't really be very effective because I'm controlling the stabbing hand. Mm -hmm. But if I go out of line of fire and then control the hand with the gun... I am not controlling the gun because he's still pressing the trigger. So I have to watch everything that's behind me. You have to watch everything that's behind you and you and uh, everything or everything else. You know, it's, it's it's your whatever you're trying to do is not going to be perfect, and it's never going to look like in the gym. It's, it doesn't work that way. So um, you still might you still might end up getting shot as mm -hmm. long as he has a finger in the trigger. You or someone else might still get shot. Mm -hmm. So with the knife, if I control the hand with the knife. He can't really stab effectively. Now I'm controlling his hand. Now I can start elbowing him, biting him, whatever, smashing into him. And I'm doing a good job. With the gun, I'm out of line of fire. I control the hand with the gun. And I'm throwing elbows and knees. He's still shooting. So it's not the same with the knife. With the gun, it's, notice what I, I say. Out of line of fire, number one. Number two, control the gun. So, okay, what's the de definition of controlling the gun? The gun has to be by you. You have to be the one with the gun. Mm -hmm. And as long as I don't have the gun, I'm fighting for that control. I'm not going to elbow him. I'm not going to knee him. You're going to take Because the... I'm going to keep that gun out of line of fire, probably towards the floor uh, if I could. And I'm still, all my focus is I'm getting that gun out of his hand. I've seen you teach this and now it makes more sense what I've seen. But because this is something that I've noticed where you, you focus on the hands very or the, the arm that's holding the gun more than the person who is holding it, which is different with knife fighting. You just have to control the, the knife, and then you, you have to Once you, you control have to the hand with the knife, the limb, the, the, whatever that he's stabbing you with, mm -hmm. 
okay, he might be trying to pull the knife out, but he's no longer effective with that. Now I can start creating damage with my elbows, with my mm-hmm. knees, with my teeth. You go straight in, yeah. Right. In fact, in fact, when you control the hand with the knife, I always teach it this way. I don't try to disarm the knife. It could be a dangerous thing to do. Because mm-hmm. if I try to disarm the knife and the person holding the knife still doesn't have enough damage done to him, you'll start wrestling with him. You might lose the grip. You might end up on the ground. And the whole thing, the whole fight will start over again. Mm-hmm. Right? And a person could really uh, 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 go, go through, let's say, take a lot of damage, especially in a, in a scenario where he's trying to kill you with adrenaline and all that, and his mindset is is, is crazy. You'd be surprised what he could live through and still try to... So once I... I um. I control the hand with a knife. You just keep on hitting. You remember I said mashed potatoes? Hmm. That's right. You hit him until you feel his head is like mashed potatoes. That's how much you're supposed to hit a guy with a, with, once you get control of the hand with a knife. If you go for a disarm and he's still okay, you'll start wrestling. Mm-hmm. But with the gun, if, I, if I'm hitting him, he's still shooting. So your focus should be only on the gun, right? I would, using my body weight, using the correct grip, you know, how to grab, where to grab, and how to use my body weight to try to get the gun away from him and into my hands. That's something you see with beginners with um, knife fighting where they, they throw everything they have onto the, the knife themselves, but that doesn't really make sense. You have to control the arm, yes, but then you have to work. It's not about getting the knife out, and that's the difference. You put everything you have onto the the armed hand with the gun because that's that's what what makes it more most likely that the person at least loses the gun, right? Uh, no, I don't think he'll lose the gun, but I'm just putting control so I could control. I could, for example, if I put all my body weight on his arm, I could also drag him to the ground, maybe mm-hmm. make it easier for me to disarm him. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone could help me by stomping on his head. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm Doing, I'm putting all my body weight on the gun so I can also maneuver the line of fire towards the ground, mm-hmm. right? So if, when he does fire, I'm minimizing damage to myself and to other people around, you know, because um, of the line of fire. But you still eventually need, that's your goal. Your goal is to get the gun out of his hands and into your hands. Mm-hmm. Not to get him uh, on the ground and then just... Uh, You know, beat him as long as his fingers working. You still uh, you still have a problem, mm. you know. And your person could take a lot of damage and still use his finger. So the focus should be once you're out of line of fire. Obviously, out of line of fire, so you don't get shot right away. At least the second your goal should be only get the gun out of his hands, mm-hmm. not hit him, not bite him. Get the gun out of his hands, and that's the main difference with knife and with gun. With knife, once I control the hand with the knife, you're good to go. Just beat him, beat him, beat him. I don't even try to disarm him. But with a gun, I must disarm him, right? Also, there's another difference with between, I think, a gun and, and knife threats because with a knife, you can use surrounding objects as equalizer. Maybe there's something you can use to to create some distance to, to, to help... Um, maybe a bag or something to trap the knife, anything. But with a gun, that's that's a very tricky business. Right. If I had a, let's say, if I was able to uh, break or create distance and take a, like a big chair or a pipe or 
something and to create more distance and to mm-hmm. use that as a weapon, that could be with a knife, theoretically, that might be okay. But with a gun, of course not. Yeah. More right. distance doesn't help you there. <laughs> right. So you must uh, control the gun. Not the hand with the gun, the gun itself. And mm-hmm. Controlling the gun means taking it away from him and putting it into your hands. So he has he, his finger has to be off that trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see over and over and over again that's where people don't, that's what people don't get. And you see over and over and over again, okay, I'm controlling the hand with the gun, now I'm smashing his head and I'm hitting him and then I take the gun away. Mm-hmm. I soften him up with strikes and what do you think he's doing while you're hitting him? He's shooting. Why, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Because you're hitting him? Yeah. So, you know, oh, but I punched him and people who, who, who think that obviously never got hit in their face in their life, right? And remember... <laughs> Three to twelve kilo of pressure is all it takes. So, so what if you're hitting him and, and what? Mm-hmm. Right. So the focus, out of line of fire, number one, number two, control the gun, control the gun. All my focus is on getting that out of his hands. I think also there's a difference between the approach of which we might talk about in a future episode, but um, confronting a gun threat being armed yourself. And then having the issue of not being armed and how to deal with that kind of situation if a gunman, for instance, walks into the room, the street, whatever, the, the, the premises you're in right now. And I think it's important to say most of the stuff we talked about so far um, is based more on these ideas of these like cool videos where they're like, yeah, he holds the gun to your head, you react, there's some stuff going on, and then you have the gun and you're everybody claps. An, are you talking about what, an active killer scenario? No, I'm talking about the the uh, difference between um, just the pure technical approach, where you're like, okay, there's a gun. The technique against the gun, similar to the technique against the knife, I believe I said this with a knife, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Okay, because no two uh, knife attacks look the same. Okay, so you have principles. Attack the hand with the knife, control the hand with the knife. You may be doing it standing, you may be on the ground, you may be in the clinch, you may be a little bit more far. But that if you go, if you go on those two principles and that's your goal and you're aggressive and you're and you're have a strong mindset and you train correctly, you could do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Same thing with the gun, as far as um, the principles, that those are not gonna change. You still have to, you're always gonna have to obviously not be in the line of fire. And then you have to control the gun. Sure, sure. So it doesn't matter. Uh, it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? How to do it? Well, the more you do full contact and the more you you wrestle or grapple, the easier it becomes kind of to control, mm-hmm. control something because you have more experience with that. But the mindset, your idea should be you need that gun out of his hands and into your hands. Okay, then let let it put it, let me put it differently. Uh, it's not about the technique, but the what we talked about so far is the worst case. You're not armed. You have to approach. You have to commit. There's something going on. There's like a like a moment of clinching. You might need to focus on the gun. What do you do if there's this situation going on? What I'm asking is um, not being armed but unarmed in a situation what are the 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 main things you have to be focused on when you notice there's a gun threat in your uh, proximity like a guy let's say you're you're asking about this scenario Uh, let me understand correctly Mm -hmm. a guy you you have a gun 
But a guy who walks up to you and puts a gun in your head, even though you have a gun? No, that's, that's um, I think that's for a future episode because that's being armed yourself. I mean, there is shots being fired. What are the, that's what not, are the that's things to do now? That's not a gun threat. That's not a gun threat. Okay. That's, right, we're talking about gun disarming, gun threat, gun disarming, right? A guy, walk, but uh, that's already active killer. Mm-hmm. Let's say a guy walks into a school. Starts shooting. Uh, Starts shooting or a movie theater or, you know, any place uh, people are g- gathering. But now you're close by. That's, um, yeah. And you're unarmed. That's the most important thing. Like, not not especially, what do you think about in these situations? What's 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 important now? Okay, well, because you're not equipped for the situation. What's important? What are important steps to take right now? Look, if you um, if uh, notice also how I, I say an active uh, killer, mm-hmm. a lot of people call call it active shooter, but there could be a lot of uh, 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 good shoot, good shooters too. So you don't you don't want to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a police officer might be an a, active shooter as well. Just a, yeah, just a, a good uh, civilian who happens to be armed and is trying to help. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's important. But um, if you are unarmed, which why would you be unarmed? But okay, <laughs> never leave home without a weapon. That's my opinion, <laughs> and that's the takeaway of today's episode. <laughs> okay, but, uh, uh, if, if you happen to be unarmed. Well, if you're dead anyway, anything you do is a bonus. You know, that that's my opinion. So uh, do something, you know, mm-hmm. throw something, you know, uh, charge. Just keep being active, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Keep you moving. Know, a person has to change his magazines or anything like that, right? If you could escape, the, you know, you could escape, so escape. Mm-hmm. Right, but if if he's standing in the exit, that's your exit right there. So it's not going to help you to uh, just stand still or do nothing or just lay down. If, if I'll take you down one by one, you know. But but imagine a scenario where there's a uh, hundred people in a room, mm-hmm. and um, one guy comes into the room and starts shooting, and then all the people rush at him he can't shoot a lot of them right there will be people who get hurt maybe killed but much much less than if nobody does anything mm-hmm. right so it's it's minimizing damage there's no way that not nobody's going to get hurt obviously there's no way uh it is what it is but if people have the like a, the right mentality of fighting back you're going to minimize damage big time mm-hmm. with 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 that now sadly you know that usually is not the case. But in, in a perfect uh, scenario, if everybody just jumped the guy, mm-hmm. you know, you minimize damage big time. That's something that happened quite close by here, um, where uh, a guy went through a train with a knife and started uh, shanking people. And um, as far as I understood, people took their luggage and tried sticking it on him. So it's like he's getting mushed and also they're trapping him um, and I think it got resolved by a police officer in the next train station. But the the main idea of okay, we approach, we we take we take charge, and then it it changes the dynamic of this of the situation. Now it's not an active killer picking up victim one by one, but now it's like okay, there's there's resistance to this. Maybe someone might just 
I'm not sure if that's like a, a valid point, but even if there's resistance, depending on the situation, maybe someone might decide to 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 um, to escape the situation than rather engage. Maybe that might be a thing too. That's something we teach with with uh, with fighting as well. That's also okay. Look, uh, there's a, there was um, uh, some years ago. I don't remember exactly what year, but some years ago there was a. Uh, uh, um, person a terrorist walked into a school in israel mm -hmm. it was in jerusalem uh with a, a rifle and um he walked into uh like the library and uh it was uh i don't know it was, it was late it was like an evening so already nobody not much people were there you know mm -hmm. and uh he started shooting up it, it, basically the kids right in, in the library and uh what uh, what happened was the rest of the kids outside this high school um actually when he turned to leave they pushed him back in one of them even uh uh slapped the gun his gun away like uh didn't disarm him but he he moved his gun and pushed him back in and closed the door and they barricaded the door with tables so what happened was i i if i remember correctly seven seven uh people were murdered that night which is horrible of course but not many other people were injured because he was stuck in that room. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, kids who took initiative and, and closed him in, and then eventually, uh, off duty, uh, 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 I think he was a soldier, I think he was an officer, uh, shot him. But um, that's a good example for people taking, uh, taking initiative. Stand right? Right. And if you take a, a, a similar scenario, uh, what happened uh, years ago also in the US. Uh, Columbine, uh, you, you know that that, that hurt. Yeah. So it's also on on camera. You could see it. It's, it's, it's horrible. Um, where I mean, that's taking a very long time. They're changing magazines. Um, the police are outside, even I believe, not doing anything, and kids are running and hiding under the tables, but they're just uh, executing them one at a time. It's it's a horrible thing to watch. So that's like. Same scenario, pretty much. Two different cases. Mm -hmm. Two different reactions. And that's the horrible thing, that people, especially if there's no um, no awareness, or not awareness, but um, if that's such a new um, concept, then I think people sometimes freeze or they, they have weird reactions to situations where there's a lot of pressure on them. So, for instance... If someone comes up to you and they they picked the I've seen these videos as well they picked them off one by one and people just sat there and waited for their turn, which is the 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 very. That's what makes this all, even more horrible. It's like the, to watch this and and um, the the basic difference is. I'm not sure what makes those kids or made those kids react the way that they did in in the Israel case, but it's, it's there's a, initiative. It's a mentality. It's an there's initiative. It's an Israeli mentality. Uh, it's, um, because in Israel, dealing with terror sadly is uh, is part of day-to-day uh, -day life, mm -hmm. right? So that's the main difference, you know. Just the mentality is a little tougher, and uh, also look, uh, many, many, many of the knife attacks you'll have, or it's a random terror attacks, are stopped by armed civilians, right? I would say most of them probably. It's a mentality thing, you know, 
because a lot of people serve and also even if you know even if you're younger you know it's stuff that happened before but um that's the the main difference you know you can't save everybody but you could minimize the damage you know so the idea or your approach to a situation where you have an active killer or even a gun threat if someone just showed you the gun um, it's not the same thing as yeah active killer and a gun threat is not the same it's not the same thing okay it's not the same thing at all so how's a gun threat different well thing? first of all an active killer the killing already started mm -hmm. so it's like it's on. last it's now, resort anything yeah. you do now is, is, a, is a bonus mm -hmm. a gun threat I mean it could it could be many things if a guy wants your wallet give him your wallet big deal mm -hmm. it's not worth uh, dying for that's for sure you know so um, if it's just uh, something like that a criminal You know, okay, fine. Money is money, right? But uh, that's the difference with an active killer. He just yeah. came to kill everybody. Now the fight's on, now fight. Um, but there's always a red line, you know? So if you're dead anyway, so fight, I would say, mm -hmm. right? So Last resort. Yeah, so like like uh, an example for a gun threat would be like, okay, here, uh, give me your wallet. Okay, here's my wallet. Have a nice day. Take it easy. Easy tiger. <laughs> But a guy pulls a gun and says, get in the car. Uh, no. You see the difference? Mm -hmm. Because the chances of you coming out of the car alive are close to zero anyway. So It's only getting worse let's, from the let's, let's just make, let, Let's just go, let's just do it right now. Yeah. Let's do it. Me and you. Boom. You see the difference? It's not the same at all, an active killer and a gun threat. And so you think, um, I th I've talked to... Um, um, to someone who uh, was born in Peru. And, uh, and the interesting difference between him and me was he was used to everyday muggings. It is something that took place there. It's just something that was part of daily life. So when presented with a gun threat, someone pointed a gun at him, let's say someone who sat on the back of a motorcycle, and um, the, the statement was, okay, here's the gun, give me your money, give me your wallet, whatever. Um, That was something they were used to. There was no panic in this. There was a set of rules to follow. And if everything went smoothly, nothing happened. So that's a way that these things also in different cultures have different um, reactions. There's like a different code to how you behave in these situations. And especially if it's about um, making you do something. If it's get in the car, uh, follow me there, or um, especially with women, if it's something, um, if, if they want to, to, to gain something from the interaction, then it's up to you. But in general, it's, it's only getting worse from there. And um, I think then it's more than just the, okay, I can get out of this very unscathed if I just follow the orders. Because then there's something that might follow up. And then it's kind of not the same thing, But then you have this uh, the, the same concept of, okay, now I have to fight. This is last resort again. Right. So that's why I said if you have to fight and if you understand that you're probably dead anyway, let's go, let's do it. Let's fight. And then your chances of survival increase. Right? It's, it's, always, it's always better than zero. Mm -hmm. Right? But uh, like I said, if it's just, it's just a wallet, okay, it's not a big deal. Um Uh, as far as as far as that, as far as uh, another reason, um, well, another like problem why a lot of the gun threats uh, the techniques, a lot of them don't work, is because they're based on a, a, a simple idea. What people don't understand is that 
they're based on a sequence, right? So you do, I do A, I do B, I do C, I have, and I have the gun. But don't forget, you do A, he reacts to you. Mm-hmm. He reacts to the first thing you do, and if the first move you did wasn't effective, you got shot. Simple as it's that. It's not like an IKEA menu where you have exactly. like one, two, three, so, and <laughs> right. Like uh, uh, the most uh, common um, thing people try to do when they go out of line of fire is grab the barrel, move and grab the barrel. Have you mm-hmm. seen that before? Yeah. Well, you're not controlling anything when you do that because all he has to do is pull. He pulls that way, you pull that way, he has a better grip on the gun, he'll shoot you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it matter if you punch him or not. He'll just pull. The natural reaction is to pull the gun back. He wants his gun back. It's his gun. And uh, he'll shoot. So draw it close to the, yeah, so the body and then see more sure, dangerous. You have to make sure that the first move you do totally uh, blocks his ability to react effectively to you. Not not to react at all because he's always going to react, of course, but effectively. Mm-hmm. So the first move, it's like that with any, any, any move you do, um, any technique, but especially with a scenario like a gun because all it takes is uh, three to 12 kilo, mm-hmm. especially with that. My number one, my A move has to be so effective that now I'm totally controlling the line of fire and uh, the position of the gun, the body weight. So even if he's pulling or whatnot, he still uh, can't be effective. Then I could also start to try to disarm the gun and take it and have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. All this, of course, is uh, theoretical because, uh, you know, it's gun disarming. Mm -hmm. I don't focus that much on on gun disarming. You notice that on training. Um, It's part of the curriculum, so we do 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 it, you know, but I always find it ridiculous the amount of uh, time people focus on something like gun disarming when they could could be doing striking. (laughs) You know, I mean, you don't know how to punch and you're going to disarm a gun. You never strike. You never spar. You never wrestle. You never do anything full contact. You come two times a week, and you're gonna disarm a gun. Why? It, it, like I said in the beginning, it's it, disarming a gun is is not about technique. It's about mentality. Mm-hmm. It's about mentality, and, and and that mentality could only be built through full contact. That's why it comes together. Full contact always comes together with everything, because okay, I have a guy. Who I never taught him gun disarming. I never taught him that. But I know, just because I know his personality, that if someone sticks a gun in his face and this guy understands that it's life or death right now, he'll go forward and fight. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he has a personality of a fighter, of a warrior. But I also know a lot of people who just do like gun, oh, gun disarming level of 1,000, you know? They never got punched in their face. They've never mm-hmm. been in that scenario. They never do war development drilled. In a real scenario, when a person gets a, puts a gun in your face, your heart is going to fall into your underwear before you're able to to uh, disarm a gun. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, with the nonsense that uh, that they do. So, gun disarming is not about the technique. It's about the personality behind the, behind it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't focus on gun disarming a lot because I I prefer to do war development drills and and full contact and even uh, of course a lot of knife. That's more common uh, than a gun, right? So yeah, it is in the curriculum. We do go over it, but I prefer to build a fighter, a warrior, and then I know that if he has that scenario, he will be able to do it. 
But if I'm not building, if I'm building a dancer, a guy who's proficient in choreographed moves, if he has a scenario under in a real situation, he's not going to be able to do anything. I think that's also something that um, that's why I um, I spoke about these very choreographed videos earlier on. I think the issue also is focusing on the technique and what to do if you're there is pretty weird if you don't know how to get there. I think that's a big issue because uh, especially with the one BJJ video that I've seen with Gun Disarmament, they had this approach where they were at least honest about this idea of, okay, this guy is shooting at like a crowd and you're behind him. That's a different start than being in, in the focus of his it's an active, attention. So you saw a video of an active killer. It's not a gun threat. It's an active killer and he's shooting already with a with that's, a that's very different, with an assault that's a rifle. very different scenario than a gun yeah. threat. Yeah. Okay. You have an active killer and you're behind him. Take a block, smash the back of his head. Why would you want you don't need to grapple that thing unless mm -hmm. you if you have the first thing you should do is search for a weapon as you're running at him. That's the first thing you should do. And like I said, don't leave home without a weapon. But let's say you forgot it that day. Weird. Okay. Take a grab something. Grab a chair. Grab a rock. Jump on and 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 just bite if you're behind them. Right? You don't have to always stick. I love grappling. I do. But you don't have to stick it out everywhere all the time. Just, mm. you know, that makes sense? It's the you? ultimate self-defense. That's what they a lot of people it, it, tell it, you about grappling. You don't have to. I mean, it's great. It's really, really great. But if I'm behind someone and I have a weapon, which could be anything, screwdriver, stick it in the back of his head as hard as you can. That will, that will end the scenario right there on the spot. Right? A rock, uh, you know, a, a pipe, a chair, a table. Smash a table on, on his head. Mm -hmm. Right? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Right? But again, I, I didn't realize when you said it in the, in the beginning, I thought you talked about a gun threat. That's a, that's an active killer. That's something... It's not the same scenario. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think that's the the danger with uh, the martial arts approach, where you you have a very high level, complicated exchange of techniques when you have uh, a martial arts fight. You don't have to have a an, a, a beautiful uh, solution for every problem, right? It oh, has to be effective. Like grapple, it has to different. have a grappling solution. You don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I said. It's about mentality, right? Now there's an active killer. Well, kill him. Kill him. Run at him and kill him. And uh, that you could, that mentality comes from warrior development drills. It doesn't, even, it, it doesn't even come mostly from, you know, full contact, sparring, MMA, all that's great. But that's why with ICCS, at least, we do so, warrior development drills. One of the reasons is because of that. Mm -hmm. You got to switch that that beast mode on and that's you know that's not a, that's no joke you know now it's time to go beast mode you want to kill him active killer that's what you want to do mm -hmm. right not Meet grapple him, him not wrestle him not box him not MMA him whatever you want mm -hmm. kill him you're, if you're behind him find a way to kill him right 
And that's the dangerous approach to, to be like the more technical uh, way is always the most effective. That is not the case with, especially also when you talk uh, talk with bouncers, for instance. Those are not always like the best level BJJ black belts. That's not what it's about. It's about being effective in what, we, what you do. And that's different from just being very technical um, with it. I, okay, everything, grappling is great, boxing. Everything has its limits though. Mm-hmm. Part of that is is an example we're just talking about now. Your mindset is 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 the wrong mindset if you th- if you're gonna jump on him and start grappling with him, mm-hmm. right? If if ten people jump on him, yeah, okay, everybody helps together. Walk, run over to him, take a a rock and put it in his brainstem. Problem solved. There you go. Lights off. Do 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 do. You know that the Pac Man thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think that might be a weird point, but a perfect point to wrap up. <laughs> Is there something you want to add? No, all good. I think that's a pretty much, it summarizes the whole thing. Don't overthink it, do. And I think that's something that warrior development drills do. They prepare that's you for why that. They, that's exactly what they're there for. That's yeah. exactly what they're there for. Yeah. You know, uh, I love martial arts and uh, I do it all day. And be a martial artist, of course, be a professional. But also have that in you to go beast mode. And now it's time to hunt. Yeah. It's time to run at the guy and hunt. And you don't get that without word development drills. You don't get that. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you make the mistake that you're, you know, in, in a fight, in MMA or whatever now. You're not wrestling the guy. Well, you, we do a lot of wrestling, of course, in training. We, we go over and over again why, so I'm not going to say it again. But we do it a lot. We love it. But that's not the time to wrestle. Mm-hmm. A guy shooting, it's the time to kill. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sharia. Right, I think thanks. that wraps it up perfectly. All right, thank you. Guys, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.